What's up, everybody? Trey Llewellyn here with Commerce Kings Podcast with one of the guys who I totally envy and has literally changed my life. Like, if you listen to any of the podcast interviews that I'm on, his this dude always comes up, which is Rob Cosper. So, welcome, Rob, Thanks, to the to the to the show. <laughs> Nothing so, but love for you, man. Good to be on with you. So, just so just so everybody understands, everybody understands that, who this guy is. This is Where's this is going? the the Rob Cosper, okay? <laughs> this is the water bottle Rob Cosper is who this is. So just a real quick synopsis of what the hell that all means is I was sitting in Palm Springs, Florida, right? Yep. Rob Cosper is over to my left. We're in this massive, this house, and, uh, and there was 12 or 18 of us. I don't know, somewhere in there. 12-ish. 12-ish. And everybody had to go around the room and talk about their goals and like how much money they were going to make that month. I was the peon in the room, and they made me go last. So these guys are over here, three hundred grand this month, a million dollars this month, sixty thousand dollars this month, and then it comes to me, and I'm like, five thousand, five, five thousand, everyone, and I just felt so bad. And Rob, you know, bless his heart, he looks over me, he goes, "Well, okay, so what are you going to do to to become bigger and greater? And like, what are you going to go do?" And and he's like, "Well, how much are you spending?" on Facebook right now. I said $10. I was the dude. I'm the dude in the forms, in the Facebook forms, right? Like I've spent $10 and no sales. I was that guy. And you go, well, if you want to make it to your next level, which in my case, it was five grand and then 15. And then my overarching goal was like 60 grand. You said, how are you going to get to 15? And I said, well, I probably should spend more money on Facebook. And you go, that's right. How much are you going to spend on Facebook? And I said, well, I could probably go from 10 to, 10 to $20 a, a day. <laughs> and your, your response, this is, let's see, let's see how well I got it. Because I've told this story a lot now. Let's see, this is how I remember it. This is you. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> is that right? You know, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> That's about. That's how I, I remember. I didn't think it was that exaggerated, but yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I I did make a big show of it. I think I did. It was a pretty big show. I was. I felt like even small. I felt peon already, and then it was just like pew. That was not my goal. Me. That was not my goal. Man. It was I a great goal. You. I'm glad you did it because it makes for a great story, and it changed my entire life. Because I went back. Because I then I after you did that huge thing, I was go and I I can't believe I asked this. I was like, should I go to thirty? And you're just like. <laughs> No, try a hundred, try a thousand. And I was like, wow, like, this is crazy. Like to spend more than $10 a day. And I went back and over the next four months, we had our biggest, our biggest months ever. And then we did, we did $117,000 in 14 days. It was in the month of May. And we sold, I don't even know what that equates to. It was somewhere like 20,000 or 30,000 shirts just because of that four month one day, one period of time where is the water bottle drop is really what happened. <laughs> so I very it's much highly legend. appreciate you. Oh, dude, I, I, I love you. I, uh, you. You've become like a dear, trusted friend and advisor. You have, you know, outgrown me massively. I'm just, hey, look, any little element as part of your story, I'm honored, man. I'm honored. You're a big part of it. You're, you're an absolute massive part. So, um, so this, is, this is not to talk about me and my craziness. This is, this is all about you because that's more important. So, so you're, doing, you're doing what? You're doing the, the publishing, right? The book publishing, yeah. writing yeah. a book, which everybody needs to do. 
but I don't understand how people write it so fast. I like, I am just overwhelmed when someone like Grant Cardone or Russell Brunson are like, yeah, I just finished writing my book. I was like, how, how <laughs> you're on Instagram daily. You're on YouTube daily you're on Facebook daily. You're running yeah. your business. And then you wrote a book in the, in your, in your spare time. Like, did you play with your kids? Like that, those are the questions. So I'm assuming you probably have the answers of how to do that. I do. Would you like some of them or? Yeah, let's hear it. Cause I want to know the secrets. <laughs> you know, look, I mean, uh, we all have, we all have two things to work with when it comes to resources. We have time, we have money, right? Mm -hmm. And people that don't have money think that money is the most important and precious resource, right? But the truth of the matter is we know what the real precious resource is. It's time because time you can never get back, right? So, you know, what I tell clients or potential clients is, look, you're either going to go and figure all this stuff out on your own and invest all your time to do it, or you're going to have to pay somebody to help you to do it. And so we kind of step in and fill the gap. People still need to invest time, but honestly, with our company, they only need 90 minutes a week over a period of about three months, and we can get all the content out of them. We can do it faster if they'll give us more time than that. But, you know, when you have a structure and you know what needs to be done first, second, third, fourth, then it's not overwhelming. If you're trying to figure it all out yourself and go from nothing to this, then it's like, it's a nightmare, right? You, you don't know yeah. where to begin. You don't know where to end. And so, so it's not all that difficult for someone who's done it hundreds of times. Anyway, when you, when I, you don't have tasks, you create procrastination. You become a master yeah, at procrastination. You do. Absolutely. You just don't get started because it's, it's overwhelming, right? It's like, totally oh, is. it's overwhelming. Where do I begin? Right. You don't know where to begin. So either you're going to invest thousands of hours to figure it out yourself, which if you have no money, then that may be your only option, right? Or yeah. you're going to pay somebody that can do it all for you. Uh, that's kind of the gap we fill. So how many books have you published so far? Over 500. I don't know the exact oh, number, but it's, it's over 500 now, uh, not to mention the authors that we're working with. I and mean, we bring on about 20 to 30 new, new clients uh, every single week. I just got off a telephone call. New client got started in Cyprus. Awesome. That's a new country for us. I've never done a, a book for a client in Cyprus. So, you know, I'm up to like 16 different countries now we've done books in. So that's pretty cool. That's amazing. So, yeah. okay. So that's cool. And then, uh, how, how many of, how many of those have become a bestseller? Dude, we're bestseller publishing, man. I mean, <laughs> come on. So are you, are you like 500 for 500? Yes, absolutely. I mean, how is that even possible? That's a good question. So <laughs> it is right. Because there, there's the scammy way to do it the way I look at it. And then there's the real way to do it. So what's the scammy way? Give me the scammy way first. Okay. The scammy way is you can, you know, like find some kind of smaller, obscure category and call up 10 trusted friends and say, Hey, at noon today, I'm listing the book at 99 cents. I want all 10 of you to buy it at the same time. And those 10 sales in that obscure category will bump you up for one hour to the bestseller list. Maybe you'll hit number 15 oh. or number eight or number 10 or whatever. There, there are whole conferences that go on where people pay three grand. They get in a room with 70 other people and they literally all buy each other's books for 99 cents and they all hit, all hit bestseller for like an hour, right? 
Literally. Oh my God. I'm serious, dude. And I'm talking about a big time internet marketer does this. Do they uh, have like a big rave? Like at the end of that, <laughs> like, like well, we just did 3000 bestsellers in one hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, look, they're deceived enough to feel real good about themselves. Yeah, as, yeah. As though that's <laughs> real, right? As though that's real. Like, like oh, that's... 70 dudes that don't care a thing about your topic just bought your book for 99 cents. And the only reason they did it is because you bought theirs for right. 99 cents. So that's the scammy yeah. way to do it. And if you want to be a scammer and you're listening to this podcast, there you go. There you go. Go to that. Go to the rave conference, the rave, the best-selling rave conference, or just go find fifteen friends, right? Uh, or 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 hire fifteen people on Upwork or on Fiverr to buy your book for ninety-nine cents. I mean, it, there you go. It's not real. It's not like anybody is going to read your book or or is going to offer a real review of it. So so that's the scammy way to do it. And All because right. of that, it, it's gotten a little bit of a bad reputation, right? Because yeah. marketers like us ruin everything. Thing, right we right. find the angle we find the scam and and people go down that path so yeah. what we do is different i mean we we do a massive launch uh you know it's it's all about traffic right ultimately and so we do paid advertising on you know 60 or 70 websites big websites that get a million plus followers we write the ads we pay for the ads we place the ads we do a massive social media campaign we do three national press releases to a thousand media agencies over a period of a week. So we just basically bombard our clients books with traffic over a week long period. Mm -hmm. Because the way I look at it is if you're going to hit the New York times or you're going to hit the wall street journal, that is a weekly list, not an hourly list. Right. And so you've got to be a bestseller for the week or you're not a bestseller at all. So that's the way we do it with our clients. We just, you know, we know where to advertise. We throw a ton of traffic and money at it and we hit bestseller for real. So, so that, and so I guess the better question is, is how long were you a bestseller for? Is that a better question to ask bestsellers? Yeah. I mean, it is and it's not right. It depends on what someone does. So okay. um, we, we can only guarantee what we do. And so our launch it, it encompasses a week. And if you're a bestseller for the whole week, you're a bestseller, right? I mean, it's, 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 if you're on the New York Times bestseller list for just one week, baby, you're, you're a New York Times bestseller. It doesn't matter. Huh. Um, however, many of our clients will stay on the bestseller list for months and months. You know, I, I launched this about two months ago, and I just checked it this morning, and it's still in the top 10 in its category right now. So it's still huh. kind of officially on the bestseller list. But I'm, I'm, I talk about it, right? I, I who, do wrote, who wrote that book? That's me, that? baby. It's all me. <laughs> <laughs> me and my writers. You and your writers. I saw I saw the Osberg on there. I was like, oh, that's his own book. That's <laughs> my book, man. That's my book. Oh, uh, that's I, I like the title, Publish, Promote, and Profit. Bam. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, it's uh, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm most excited about this because I am like working on my free plus shipping funnel. And uh, okay, and oh, we I, talked I, about that. We did. Yeah. I mean, I, I called you and asked for some advice and I'm following the advice you gave me and oh, sweet. I'm probably two weeks out from launching it. So, okay. um, I mean, it is jam packed. I, I hope it's going to crush right out of the gate, but if not, I'm going to be on the phone with you saying, dude, what do I do? I don't know. Should I go to, should I go from $10 to $20 a day? What should I do? Scale. <laughs> Just, you know, right. Put the jets on. That's that's right. what, it's crazy. Like that's what, that's what we're looking at right now is how do we become more aware? Like, uh, oh man, what's his freaking name? I don't even have it up here. 
there's a there's a really good book. It's like become noticeable in a noisy world. That's not the right that's not the right book title, but it's like Todd Duncan. No, it's not Todd Duncan. Shoot, it's you know, he was a speaker at Todd Duncan's. Anyways, you're doing the same thing. Like, how what channels can we advertise on? Like, there's obviously Facebook, YouTube, Google, Instagram, right? Those are your like top tiers. Yeah. But what if we started looking at all the tiers below that? Yeah. You know, the keywords below that. Right, like everybody's focused on these big tiers as mass marketers, like everybody's Facebook, everybody's YouTube, everybody's Instagram. Those right. are like that's the highest traffic sources. But then if you have those lower hanging fruit, maybe at these other sources, maybe there's even higher conversions or probably less targeting. But I don't know. Like it's really interesting. Like how do you become noisy? Right? How do you become uh, become on a platform? Is really is really what you want to be. So I'm just I don't know. I'm just spitting game right now, yeah. but realistically with with a free plus shipping book i think that's a excellent idea it'd be really cool are you gonna do the audible file as the order bump uh i i got it all worked out i can walk it through walk walk you through with it. at least this is our our first iteration of it so the the initial bump is going to be a 37 dollar kickstarter course on how you can actually make money from your book before your book is written uh because we we i did a training with a client who um paid us to to do their book but before the book was ever written, she did a Kickstarter thing and, did, and made like 52,000 bucks. So literally wow. before the book was ever done. So we did this big training on it. So that's my order bump. Um, I'm also going to do, I have three workbooks, a writing workbook, a marketing workbook, and a uh, PR workbook that I'll include with the digital version of this. So I, I got, that's all page one stuff. Then I have the audio version of the book along with like four, it's very similar. Basically, I, I modeled uh, Russell's dot-com secrets uh, whole funnel. Oh, nice. And so modeled, modeled that whole piece. So I have a, I got a 297. My one-time offer number one is 47 bucks, which includes the audio version. My one-time offer number two is 297 bucks. And it's like $3,000 worth of value. All my I do a live coaching call every week to my clients and I have like two and a half years of archives uh, that I'm basically packaging up. Um, wow. So all, you know, it, it's, it's all that stuff. We'll see how it goes, but I'm pretty excited about it. That's going to be excellent. You know, Dave Woodard did a, a really good podcast interview of that funnel. Did he really? Yeah. You Dude, should I'll look that up because he okay. went through the numbers and how much they made on each step. Awesome. And when yeah. was this? Any idea? Uh, nope. It was just, it's on their, it's on their ClickFunnels uh, podcast is, okay. where, is where it's at, Great. Which, is, which is really cool. I feel like this is, a, this is by the way that I, I forget that we're doing a podcast because this is how we usually like just talk anyways. We're <laughs> this just is like totally how we talk. Having a conversation. <laughs> I totally forget that I'm interviewing you. So, um, all right. So how did you even, how did you even get into the book? Like, why did you even think that you were worthy of doing this? Or how'd you become entitled to be a best-selling author? Publisher? Yeah, I mean. I backed into it. Um, Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the story. I mean, I, I owned a, a pretty good-sized real estate mortgage closing company in Florida. Yep. We were doing about $100 million a year in transactions, over 100 And uh, I had a business partner in that. We were totally crushing it. I owned a lot of real estate that I was invested in at that time. What's then, crushing uh, it? What's crushing it mean? Uh, well, $100 million in sales was about you know, three and a half, four million in personal income to me. Uh, and oh, then, so you split it between yeah. you and your partner? Okay. Yeah. Yep, That's yep. really good. Uh, and that doesn't include, uh, we did like some real estate coaching stuff. I was doing some speaking. So it doesn't even include any of that. Just our three main businesses, which were, you know, doing great. 
uh, more money than I had ever made, certainly up until that time. And, uh, and I was quick to spend it too. Let me tell you. <laughs> what did you spend it on? What did you spend it on? Oh, you name it, man. I lived in an 8,000 square foot house in an equestrian center. I had a vacation home on the golf course and, and next to the ski slope in North Carolina. I traveled the world. I owned a, you know, $150,000, 700 horsepower car, you know, motorcycles, you name it, kids in private school. I've been married a long time, dude. I mean, there's plenty to spend it on. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's where that went. It was fun, man. It was super fun. Uh, right up until the time it wasn't. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't tell this part of the story a lot, but you know, I, we would go to art auctions and I bought, you know, hundreds of thousands of hours worth of art and stuff. And I, I can remember when, know that. when, um, you know, when the business closed down and I, I had poured like hundreds of thousands of dollars into savings to save the business because like it's real estate, right? I mean, how, you know, how, how can it keep going down? How oh, can this the 08 crash? This is 07 and 08. That's right. Oh, okay. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm not making any money. I'm pouring it all back in now to keep, I had, you know, 25 employees and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm propping everything up and just pouring, you know, bleeding cash right up until the time I closed it. And, um, I closed it in uh, beginning of 2008 and, you know, I had, I don't know, I had, you know, 30 computers and phone systems and I'm literally on Craigslist. Putting, selling that stuff for five cents on the dollar, right? And, and getting the cash. Like I need, I need yeah. something, right? I got no yeah. income. I've yeah. poured my savings into it. And I can remember like that Christmas, I was still trying to figure it out. I guess I'll get to, you asked, okay, how did you, how'd you become a best-selling author, right? Uh, I failed miserably. That's how. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, and I can remember, I mean, that Christmas, um, you know, we're still living in, you know, my 8,000 square foot house and all this stuff. But that Christmas, I literally, I don't know that I've ever told anybody this. I took art off the wall and sold it to like pay rent, buy Christmas presents. Now I thank God I had that art. Right. But, yeah. but I, I sold it for 10 cents on the dollar, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff. I'm like taking off my wall to buy my kids Christmas presents. I mean, it was, Damn. I mean, that, you know, look, that's a first world problem, right? I mean, I wasn't homeless and I, I wasn't eating out of a garbage can. But, yeah. but I mean, it was humbling and embarrassing and, and painful totally. and scary and all yeah. of that stuff. So you probably, you probably didn't do a Facebook Live on that. I don't think there was Facebook Live at the time, but I wouldn't have, no. <laughs> Thinking of my uh, $100,000 art to buy Christmas gifts for my kids this year. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I got 8000 for it, cash. So, oh, right? I mean, talk about that's the time to buy, man, when, when there's, as, as Buffett and others say, when there's blood in the streets. And I was, I was the one bleeding, you know? I mean, I was selling stuff for pennies on the dollar. And, uh, you know, I was on the wrong end of that. Uh, Great lesson. I've been, I've been in those situations too, you know, yeah. in there. It's not like I'll never be in that situation again. It just happens. You know, you just yeah. you, like we're entrepreneurs. We go up and down. Like it's, it, we're, we're here. We're pogo sticks. Yeah. yeah just, you know, we kind of go up hills a little bit, but what, what, where was the turnaround? Like, where did yeah. you, cause like you're feeling defeat your mind. Like when I'm in those positions, my mind just like goes numb and I can't even like concentrate where I found I need in order to concentrate, I need like stability in my life. Like I need daily standards that I'm 
doing, like waking up, working out, eating correctly. And then I can start to think a little bit more because there's clarity and then there's like um, just organization, I guess. Right. So where, like, how did you, like, you're just, it sounds like you're like, so how did you flip it? Um, I, I'll give you like the internal answer and the external answer, right? Okay. Because some of what you just said is internal stuff. How do you clear your mind? How do you yeah. do all that? Right. So um, my morning routine is really important to me, probably like yours is, right? I get up early. Um, but my morning routine is important because, you know, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. So, you know, even even through the good times and, and the bad times, man, I'm, you know, I'm in prayer. I'm trying to get centered. I'm trying to find peace outside of the circumstances, whatever the yeah. circumstances are. Even when things are going well and, you yeah. know, I do a 15-minute phone call and make 30000 bucks or whatever, you know, I mean, I, I still need to be centered because tomorrow that may not happen and, and who knows. So, so that was, I mean, there, there's no question that was the most, you know, devastating personal time of my life. It was really, really challenging. And, uh, and so I needed my personal relationship with God, my spirituality, my, my time in prayer internally to like survive because I had to keep going. Right. I mean, I got, I have a wife that's counting on me. I have kids that are counting on on me. I have, you know, others that are, are counting on me to like figure this out and, and get my butt in gear and yeah. be successful. Um, now the external turnaround was through coaching and mentorship. I had a couple of different mentors, uh, one of them being Dan Kennedy, GKIC. I'd been a part of GKIC forever and ever, still a part of it. I got his newsletter somewhere <laughs> on my desk right here. Right. You know, uh, yeah. one of his latest ones. Right. Um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I was repositioning myself out of real estate into financial services, which is about the same thing, honestly. Um, and I needed to, like, have some authority and credibility in the space. And I asked a couple of mentors, hey, what would you do if you were in my position? And they both said I should write a book, and uh, including Dan Kennedy. And so I, I started writing a book. In fact, book's right there on my, on my bookshelf. Um, and I made a lot of mistakes and it took a lot longer than I expected because I had some money, but more time than money, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And so uh, at the end of the day, I, I ended up losing about a million bucks because of all the time it took. But that book like took off. Uh, it did really well. It became a bestseller. I started getting opportunities to be on the radio, not TV immediately, but on the radio. And then that book in conjunction with radio like blew up my business. It went from zero to a million dollars in income in a year. And this is 2009 when the economy was still awful in 2009. So my business is like exploding on the fast track. The next year it went to multi-millions and uh, people started coming to me asking, how are you doing it? How, you know, everyone else is struggling. Why are you successful? And I'm like, I wrote a book. <laughs> and so people started asking me if I could help them with their books. I mean, literally that's, that's oh, how wow. it happened. It was totally organic, totally. And I was like, I don't know if I can help you. Maybe I got lucky. Right. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and so I just started helping people and kind of fell in love with it. That's kind of when, when we met, I was still, you know, partnered with Mark at that time. Um, yeah. I sold my financial services company. I moved to California. This is seven years ago. We've been friends for a long time. I know. Now looking back, right, and uh, and that's when bestseller publishing took off, and uh, and I've been you know riding that, and I love it. 
that's so great. that's the that's external so and the internal stuff. I love it. So then, so how many employees do you have? You said 25? Then I have, I have 12 full-time employees now. Uh, okay. you talk, you're asking about BSP? Yeah. 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 12 full-time employees now. And I have another dozen contractors that are, you know, writers, editors, that kind of thing. How'd yeah, you, so. how'd you know who you hi- had to hire first? Um, you know, also organic. Um, I, when I first started this, I actually wasn't doing the book for people. I was, I was like coaching them on doing the book. And then I was doing the marketing piece of it, the publishing and the marketing piece. So I started first with that element of it. You know, I need somebody to help me with formatting and design and internet marketing stuff. Yeah. So my first employee seven years ago was Steve, who's still with me. And Steve does, you know, I mean, he, he's, he does everything now. I mean, he, he's been running my Facebook traffic and Instagram stuff for years. I've, I've basically took him out of college and have trained him on, you know, this whole myriad of stuff. And so yeah. he was my first employee, but then we kind of not including like a secretary receptionist, you know, kind of personal assistant. Uh, and then we started doing books for people, which meant I need, I need great writers, um, you know, so started, I'm in LA, so writers aren't that difficult. So it was kind of organic, you know, um, huh. and, and honestly, I'm, you know, I, my business has been about the same size, give or take. I mean, maybe we're 25% over what we were last year, but, but it's about the same size, even though we could grow, but there's so much deliverable in, in my business. You know what I mean? It's not like growing. That's why I, the free plus shipping funnel is exciting to me, right? Like, yeah. like all that deliverables are already built in, in my business, it's so service heavy that when I bring on 20 new clients, I know I've, I've got 20 new books to do. And that's yeah. maybe three new writers and all that stuff. Anyway, you didn't ask that, but there you go. Well, so that's a, that's where, that's an interesting concept. So you had your first hire, you had 12. And then the question is, is do you like most people like scale to the moon and become the biggest you can be and become this huge thing. So what, what keeps you from, from wanting to do that? you know, maybe it's a combination of fear and just contentment, you know, um, you know, fear in that I had a bigger company with more employees and, you know, when it starts going South and you got a giant, I have a giant nut as it is now every month. Right. And I, if, if you got an even bigger one, I don't know. So there's a little bit probably of internal stuff there. Um, I, I, I don't, I certainly don't hate money. Right. And, (laughs) and, and so what I'm more geared towards is growing the scalable part of my business. Okay. Uh, I can scale bestseller publishing, but it is less scalable. It's harder to scale because of all of the, you know, all of the employees that I need to do it. So I'm, I'm focusing more on the info products and the coaching and that element of it, which is more infinitely scalable. Yeah. Okay. So you're, so you do what we do. We look at like, we have five pillars in our business. And then what I do is I individually audit each pillar and two of the five are high profit centers and the other three are little profit centers. So it would be wise to put more focus and direction towards these two massive pillars that are much more profitable than, than the three sectors. Right. And so it sounds like you're kind of wanting to do the same thing is, you know, where your profit centers are, you have a lot of workload in one of them, but your better ones, maybe the coaching or the, the outside gig, which is just an ascension ladder, I'm assuming. Yeah, 100%. I, I think, you know, there, there's sometimes there's a fine line between contentment and complacency. 
mm-hmm. just, just to be like really, really straight. I've been thinking about this stuff for myself internally. And I think, you know, we always want to be content, right? You want to be content with what you have because, I mean, how many really, really wealthy people do you know or you've heard about that have all the money in the world, they could never spend it, and they're so unhappy and unfulfilled, oh, yep. and they yep. lack contentment. Yep. I, don't ever want, I don't ever want to be there. Mm-mm. But by the same token, I think I have, like all of us maybe, but certainly I have, you know, a tendency also to get a little complacent. So, um, you know, we were, when it comes to the, like, the book offer, I was the first guy on Facebook, Instagram doing it, right? Like, like out of the gate, uh, blue ocean, first guy doing it. And so it was easy. And now we're what, seven years down the road since, since you and I were in Adam's group and learning how to do this stuff. <laughs> and it's a little, you know, it's a red ocean now, right? And so our lead costs have gone up significantly. We're still really profitable, which is cool. But I've looked at my complacency and I thought, you know what? I should have done a free shipping funnel three years ago. Not, mm. not now. I should have done it, you know, right when Russell was, was cranking it out. You and I were in his group and, you know, I've, I've been in his group for three plus years since the very, very beginning. It's like I've looked at all this stuff and I've gone, eh, I don't need it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I needed it. I was just complacent and didn't do it. Yeah, it's, it's wild how that works is because I've always said to myself is, you know, 20, so realistically 40 grand after taxes. So before taxes, uh, 40 grand, 20 grand in, the, in Missouri, you can do, I think I've told you that. And yes. then you, you kind of came back to me and you're like, well, in California, you kind of need 40. And so realistically, you need to make 80. But I was like, well, I guess that's true. But, you know, you can live a really nice life for that. You can go on vacations. You can live in a really nice house and have nice cars and have a great family. But I think you hit it on the spot, which is you can have all that stuff. You can have the biggest bank account that's bulging up the seams, but not be happy. And yeah. I think the difference is, is sometimes where you come as a background. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't necessarily know your background, but my background, like we lived nicely. We lived, we were middle-class, uh, you know, four hundred, $500,000 house in St. Louis, which is a nice house. We went to public school. We didn't go to private school, but we had a, like, we had good, great Christmases. We had a great loving family, but I've always been, like happy. That's what a lot of my friends would say and colleagues is like, Trey's just always happy. And people come up to me like, why are you always so happy? Which is kind of like, I don't know, like, because I am. That's a really hard question to answer. (laughs) Shouldn't I be? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) And, and so, and I tell Jen this all the time is it doesn't matter what house we live in or what cars we have. Those aren't going to grab us happiness. They might, might make you happy for a day. Might make you happy for a week. You know, Uh, like, you know, the diamond ring she wants, like, yes, you want it. You're focused on it. But it's going to make you happy, you know, for a week or two, but then it's on to the next. So you have to be happy in your own self, in yeah. your own place, because none of that other stuff is really going to, it's just, it's just, she said it last night, actually, it just adds uh, a little bit of cream or, or the cherry on the top, right? Yeah. It's a bonus is really, it is. It's not going to ever spring your happiness, which I think a lot of people lose uh, or, or think that they have. Jim Carrey said it pretty well. He goes, he goes, I wish everybody could be famous and rich. Yeah. To see that it's not, not what it's cracked up to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, I've seen that video. It's awesome. Oh, where he does the interview? Yeah. Yeah. Where he's got the giant beard. And yeah. 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 It looks like a <laughs> crazy homeless dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a super hippie now. Like he's a super it hipster. It's hilarious. But I think I, lo- I love how you say that. So, hmm. So taking that a little bit further, if you want, yeah. which is 
you know, going deeper into that is, okay, so I can be complacent and I can be content. And am I okay with that? Do I sleep okay with that? And my questioning myself is, is that okay? Because there, there's the fear factor of losing it all, but you've already lost it all. And you, you understand that you can come back because you have. Yeah. I'm right. still terrified of it though. I mean, that, that, oh. that's my point. My point is, you know, I, I have this, I'm similar to you. I think it's why we get along so well. Uh, you know, I'm a happy guy. I, yeah. Life is great. People yeah. ask me, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing great. You're always doing great. I, you know, it's not like everything's always going great in my life and my business, but. Must be great to be Rob. He's right. always great. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I'm, I'm, I think some of that is maybe genetic and, and deep within. I think some of it is also spiritual base and, and foundation. Yeah. But where that can be a little dangerous is when, when that bleeds into complacency in your business, because, you know, we are, I mean, there's a bunch of, you know, killer sharks swimming around our markets that are just, they just want to eat our lunch. Mm -hmm. And, and I do think they're, for me, that's like the whole free plus shipping thing. I should have done it a few years ago. Now I'm like laser focused on it. You know, I mean, we, we have to, I think, balance those two. I, I don't want to be complacent. I don't want to be the complacent guy in my business mm-hmm. and just take it for granted. But I do want to be the content guy. Like, this is, life is good, man. I'm, I'm happy. I'm blessed. So, yeah. it's a balance. Every time I see you at an event, you and Kevin Hood are just smoking a cigar, loving life. I'm like, hey, <laughs> those guys. <laughs> you know? It is true. <laughs> it's true. You're it the, like, true. If you ever go to any event and you need a cigar or you smell a cigar, it's more likely Kevin <laughs> and, and, and Rob Cosper just chilling out and having a good old time. So that's really interesting, which I, which I love. So, okay, let's, let's dig a little bit in, in a different way. What's, in that case, is what, what would you say is freedom? What, what would be freedom to you then? Are, do yeah. you live in freedom? Yeah. Yeah, I totally do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me, freedom is not free from work. Uh, or even free from anxiety, that's life. That's your above ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's more a freedom of decision and, 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 and being able to guide my life and, and live my life the way I personally decide to. Yeah. And I love to work. I love what I do. And so yeah. freedom for me within work is doing the kind of work that I want to do, that fulfills me, that gives me you know, a sense of purpose and passion. So, and, and that, in, and then, then that includes all the myriad of things below it, freedom to live where I want to live. You know, I live in a ridiculous place. Cal- Los Angeles is ridiculously expensive. I, you know, I, I am sure I could live for three or $400,000 in St. Louis for what this house, which is about three and a half million dollars <laughs> is. It's not, it's, I don't live in an extravagant place. I don't, I mean, it's about 3,000 square foot. It's a hundred years old. It's on maybe a half an acre. It's got a pool. It's a nice place, but it's a ridiculous place to live. So will I live here for the rest of my life? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a freedom. Like I make enough money to live here. I'm, yeah. And I, you know, this, cause this is where I want to be right now. Yeah. So, and that, that's funny how that works is, you know, I was, I listen, I'm on a Jim Rohn kick right now. And so I love listening to him, you know, Tony Robbins coach kind of deal. And it's interesting where he says, you know, if you had to go get rich, there are books and audio tapes that are going to show you the way if you had to, right? Yeah. It's if you want to, which right. makes you read the books and watch the videotapes. You know, it's, it's interesting. Like, well, I'll have a, I'll have a, um, uh, uh, you know, one of my employees come up and they'll be like, Hey, uh, how do you, how do you run this Facebook ad? Like maybe in the Facebook. Industry. And I, and this is what I do 
is I go and grab some sort of bag or a box and yeah. I put it down the side and I say, if there was a million dollars in this box or, or, or a million dollars of gold plated bricks in this box and I would, you get that if you figure out the question you just asked me, do you think you could solve that without asking me? They're like, Oh, I could totally solve that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. You know? So it's like that. And it's just leading. It's just perception, right? Of how they think and where they're focused and just showing them that they can have, they can figure out the answer themselves, but they're taking the easy route out, which is asking a superior going up to another piece. We had, I had a lady, you know, frantically running my office the other day. She's like, our, our phone systems down. I was like, Oh my gosh. Right. So like that takes me out of focus what I'm focusing on. And I just had to stop for a minute. I'm like, well, first off, did you call customer support yet? <laughs> no, I, I didn't call any of those people. I went straight into your, into the CEO's office. I went straight to the top, right? Like he's got to have the answer. So it's like, well, hold on. Let's, you know, take it through the motions. And if you can't figure out anything and no one else has figured out anything, knows that does not know the answer then come to me. So it's, it's all about training, right? So right. I'm in this training position of everybody's, that's why my door revolves a lot. I've trained everybody just to come ask me because I apparently have all the answers where now it's like, no <laughs> one's coming to me with, with solutions and hey, here's the problem, but here's th three solutions that uh, we, just, we just had. So, we'll, so, so as you're building this company, what, what are some like, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to do with the company, personal goals? Like, do you want to move into a $6 million house? Like what's, what's next? I'd say, um, you know, when it comes to a goal for me, like that, that question, for example, mm -hmm. I don't want to just be flipping and, and throw something out unless I feel like really strongly. Yeah. I have a couple of behind the scenes goals of where I want to see bestseller publishing get to okay. what I want it to create, um, you know, as far as income wise and that sort of thing. But I'd say the, the bigger things like the stuff that's expressible is I want the employees that I have, which, you know, are, are more than employees. Like, like these people, you know, like I support their families, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I know their children, a uh, few of them I go to church with and I see them on the weekend. Um, I, I want like, um, I want to create stability and success for them. Like I, like the thing that I think that, that drives me, of course, is I want that for my family and that, you know, I'm, every now and then I still get a terror waking up wondering about 2008 and when the next shoe is going to drop and all that stuff, right? That just happens. Welcome to life. But I think on a day-to-day -day basis, it's more like I got to keep this thing rolling and I've got to make this thing successful because I don't ever want to be the guy that, causes instability in their life. Does that make sense? Now that, you know, that's not as sexy as saying I want BSP to, to be doing a million bucks a month and I want to sell it for a hundred million dollars in the next five or seven years, mm -hmm. which those are things that I'm interested in too. Mm -hmm. But you know, it, that's not the, that's not like my day-to-day -day reality. My day-to-day -day reality is, is dealing with those people, working with them, loving them, you know, like seeing them in their challenges with their children and their families and, and praying for them. And you know what I mean? That that's like my real life. If that makes sense. It's kind of, so I, I do this sometimes is when you, obviously you have an office, so you have employees that drive to your, your work. Yep. And so going out there, you can see all the cars and realistically you have all those cars you paid, you're paying for all those cars. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. And it shows, it shows the volumes 
the volume of your business. Yeah. Right. Cause in, in my life, I'm like, Oh, well we got two cars. That's, you know, common, that's natural. Like I wouldn't want any more. But yeah. if you think about as a company wide, yeah. you have, let's say you have 10 employees, you have 12. So you have 12 employees, you have 12 homes, you have yeah. maybe 24 cars right yeah. now yeah. that your company is creating and pushing, pushing through pretty wild, yeah. isn't it? Well, it's, it's wild and it's terrifying, right? I mean, I yeah. got you know, car payments. <laughs> it's right. I mean, you know, um, on, on one end of it as a business owner, you know, everyone expects to be paid every other Friday and mm-hmm. like that, that stuff's clearing the account, but yeah. on the, and, and that's just the reality of it. And that's like, you know, people look at business owners that are successful and are like, Oh, you know, you got it good and life's good. You can come when you want and go when you want. And I'm like, yeah, not really. I mean, <laughs> you know, on the other hand, I look at them as people, right. And, yeah. and as people that have become my friends and I'm like, man, I, you know, I, they're worried about their children. They're, they're trying to have a successful marriage. They're, you know, I have, I have multiple employees that make more than six figures, right. Which yeah. sounds like a lot of money, but in California it's less, right. We've already discussed right. that, but it is still a lot of money. And I'm like, like these people count on me completely to be making the right decisions, to be leading this company in the right way. And, yeah. um, and that, you know, so when it comes to goals, it's like that. I mean, what, what's really bigger than, than that? That's the people stuff, right? That's I mean, you're changing yeah. lives, you know, yeah. letting, letting people, and, and I think it's the work environment. So I'll, let's, let's hit on two things and we got to end this thing. Do because it. This has been great. This is like, literally, this is a freaking Robin Trey conversation. Which totally is. is. But, uh, so two pieces. The first piece, uh, gosh, I got, now I lost my sidetrack of thought. But the first piece, which is, which is the employees, which is, yes, notating back and forth. The question I had would be, have, has there ever been a point where um, that, that you've lost money or you've decided not to take a paycheck in order to pay the employees? Oh my I think, gosh. You're, I think you've already answered that because you said you're taking down pieces of wall art to go and pay them. Oh and yeah. I mean, even, even with bestseller publishing, I have, and you've done this, certainly I have taken money out of my savings account to put it into the company so that not only have I not taken a, a paycheck, I've, I've reinvested into the company to make sure that payroll yeah. and everything is taken care of. Why? Yeah. Because there are cash flow issues and, Right. And I'm not going to go into debt. I'm not getting credit lines or any of that kind of stuff. And so I have my own credit line, right? My own savings and all of that. So yes, 100%. You have, be, you have to be a savvy entrepreneur or a savvy business person to even have cash. Yeah. Right. Cause if you're, let's, let's take it back to 2006 where you're just spending money on homes and, and stuff, maybe the cash, it sounds like you're stuffing cash too. So you're making all kinds of great money. But some people might go spend it and not cash it, right? Not save the cash. And I think a lot of, a big misconception of entrepreneurship is me first kind of type of attitude of pay me, you know, I get paid first and then my employees and then my, you know, overhead and my structure get paid. And that's not the case at all the time, yeah. you know, from, from what I'm, from what I'm learning, right? Sometimes like there's been, there's been times in, in our periods where I've gone six months without a paycheck. Sure. Because I have to balance it all. You know, like I'm like, I can't take a paycheck because we got to balance the company and, and reinvest in the company. And yeah, I'm taking money from here and pushing it into here and reinvesting. But the thing is, is, is in my head, here's, here's, here's what's going on in my head, right? Like, 
we're all doomed, right? Like we're all so screwed. You guys don't even know right now. And it, it reminds me, I was, I was, it, was a, it was at a very bad point in my life where I was sitting down on a couch and Liam was there and, and we're watching Home, the, the, the Disney or Pixar movie Home, where the, yeah. the boobs come in, the purple boobs. Yeah. And, and uh, there's the master boob and he's talking on a microphone. He's talking to all the channels in the world. And he's talking to like the org, the org is coming and they're gonna, he's going to destroy the earth. And that's where they're living. And he's talking, he's like, it's fine. Like, we're going to destroy him. We're going to move. And then the, the little boob goes, and cut. And like, and then he just pretty much throws everything. He goes, and we're doomed. <laughs> like, because he knows what these, they're, they're going to die. So he's just trying to like keep everybody at peace. Like, you guys are good. And as soon as the air cuts, he's just like, we are so screwed. And I'm like, and I totally related at that exact moment. I was like, that is me right now like i'm just like we're all doomed so doomed and just you got to keep everybody at peace though so yeah. that's that's the first that's the first piece and um and, and the other piece would be so for entrepreneurship and, and being a ceo and a, and a and a uh just an owner the other cool piece about a business and this is a fun one is when an employee actually makes more than you as a, on a monthly or as a salary uh, yeah. basis and yeah. they don't know right they don't know yeah. But they, they, like they're making more than the CEO. And I think that's so cool because one, it's, that's pretty cool because that gives yourself um, an ego. Make, make sure you don't have an ego, right? Because yeah. you can really get into an ego problem if that's the case. Like, oh, well, you don't even know you're making more than me or you don't even know I'm paying you more than what I even make or take home. So it's just, it's just interesting to see. So how, how do you handle that? Like how, does, how do you see that? Like, are you, have, you, have you experienced both? I have. Yeah, I've totally experienced both. Um, obviously, you know, no one's going to make more money than you as the owner of the company, unless the company is failing and it needs to be shut down like mine was back in 2008. Mm -hmm. But I've certainly gone through months where I've paid out employees and not only have they made more than me, but, you know, I've, I've put money back in the company. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that old, there's that old story of, uh, I think it was actually Donald Trump. Uh, you know, went through one of his bankruptcies early back in the day, I think it was in the 80s, and he walked out of court and there was like a homeless dude and he's like, you got more assets than I do right now or you have more money on you than I, I do right now. And so there is that element, right, when you're, you're going through that. But I don't know, that to me that like I never feel a sense of ego or pride or anything. I just feel right. a sense of duty and obligation mm -hmm. and like, I don't worry as much about me. Like you, you'll always make money, right? I mean, you'll, you, you, you know how to do it. You've learned the things necessary. Um, you've learned the skills uh, as I have. Um, and so I could pivot. I could, I could pivot into something else and I think take care of myself and, and do what is necessary like I've done in the past. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't worry about that as much as I think about, you know, how hard is it going to be this for this guy to replace a six figure income? You know, yeah, how, a, how hard, how, you know, how, in a bad economy, who's going to be writing that paycheck for, for this skill set? You know what I mean? Where it's very, really valuable to me. So I, I think, I always think more of, you know, how are we going to make more money? Uh, obviously I'm going to take what I want from it. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm going to take what I can, <laughs> maybe not what I want, but what I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and overall that's going to be fine. Right. I mean, we're always going to make more. We're always going to have that as, as the opportunity. So it's, it's more about having the right people on the bus 
yeah. people that, that you're vested in, I think. Yeah, it's great. I love it. So I think, I mean, you hit on it is, you know, someone who's a millionaire or made a million or become a multimillionaire. Perry Belcher said it on stage one time. He goes, you know, someone who goes bankrupt as a millionaire will become a millionaire again in, in less than two years because you, you hit it, right? You got the skills, you already know how to get there. You know what it takes, you know how to set yeah. yourself up for that. Uh, so you can, you can be there, you can bounce back, right? You might have to go through some hard times, but they'll never, Tony, my business partner talk, talks about it all the time. Yeah. He goes, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll face ups and downs, of course, through our, through our years together. But the thing is, is we will always keep trending upwards, right? Like you'll never, there'll never be a point where you make less than you do now because you have the skill sets. Now there might be a year or two year that you go through like this, this term, but you're going to be back up. And so an average course is you're always going the right direction. So, uh, sounds, before we hit behind, good to me. what's that? Yeah. sounds good to me, right? It sounds like <laughs> sounds a great plan. It's <laughs> like a fantastic plan. Let's just stick it does. <laughs> the, um, one thing, one thing I want to hit right before we go is, is so now, so you've, you've been in the world of, you know, spend cash, buy houses, uh, buy a nice car, do all that stuff. And then now maybe you're still doing that. What, what do you, what do you, what do you do? What do you do with like your, with your cash? Like, are you investing? Do you have yeah. real estate still? Are you just putting in the bank and putting back in the business? What's your yeah. biggest? Um, so two things I think I'm doing differently. Uh, okay. One is I'm, I value buy. So I have a convertible Maserati Gran Turismo. It's a $150,000 car, but I bought it a couple of years old after it had depreciated, you know, 80,000 bucks. And so it's got, you know, 10,000 miles on it. It's like brand freaking new. It's spectacular. Uh, I, I bought it. I have a Harley. I bought a two-year-old Harley. It's got 115 miles on it. It's beautiful. It's spectacular. But so I'm, so I value buy. I, in the past I bought cars brand new. And I mean, as soon as I drove them off the lot, it depreciated by 40%. Mm -hmm. You know, I bought a brand new SL 600 Mercedes Rentec, uh, 645 horsepower. By the time I got that thing home, I, I had lost like 50 grand. On it, <laughs> right. And so I, yeah, so I don't, yeah, I don't do that anymore. Um, I do still invest in real estate. And I also try to be smart. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 10 years older than I was back in 2008, right? So, so I do need, to, I, I am thinking more about, um, you know, passive income and cash flow. So I, I've always believed in real estate. I still own rental real estate uh, and am investing in real estate. Um, and I'm also using, I have a, a couple of cool investment dudes that help me with, um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. You know, in the insurance space, probably a lot better than I do, but it's the kind of insurance that you can buy that you, you can also over invest. Um, and so it has a cash value that you can borrow against. It's kind yeah, of the banking infinite, on yourself is what infinite banking concept, right? Yeah. The infinite banking. So I, so I have a couple of policies that I'm investing in uh, every single month, you know, uh, tens of thousands of, of bucks a year and then using that money in other ways while it continues to earn me interest. And about the only thing I don't do, I mean, I own some cryptocurrency because I am a big believer in that long term, but that's just kind of, you know, fun to, fun to look at, but I, <laughs> I, I I'm not in the stock market. That's about the only thing. And wow. uh, okay. Yeah. I'm, what's I'm, the, for the infinite baking thing, what's, what's that all about? Like, do you own real estate homes or are you in like a portfolio and then you're able to take it out of the portfolio? Um, at, well, I just started this year, so it's, it's new for me, but okay. what I'm planning, what I've been told that I can do with it is everything that I'm overfunding, I can then borrow against and use that money to, and what I'm going to use it for is invest, continue to invest in real estate. 
So, um, and then the real estate, the goal with that is the real estate will cash flow. It will pay back the loan to the, to the insurance policy while the insurance policy continues to earn. I think it earns 5% a year guaranteed. It's not, oh, so you did, you did a, like a whole life or a, um, what's the other one? So yeah, it's like, it's like a whole, it's like a whole life infinite. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember all of what it's called. That's not my space. Yeah. But um, the the guy that I work with, I met in Russell's uh, inner circle, and he's the dude that was working with uh, Mike Dillard when Mike Dillard was running his big um, financial advice thing. Okay. Uh, so, you know, gr- great trusted guys and guys that are doing it for themselves as well as for a lot of other folks. Happy to hook you up with them if you're interested. Yeah. I'm trying to think what that name is. And so... And then over, uh, okay, so you overfund the insurance policy, which yep. is you're getting dividends from that, and then you're taking the percentage. And when you say real estate, are you buying the houses or you're in a real estate portfolio? No, buying the houses. So you're, yeah. you're, the, you're playing landlord? Yeah, well, my dad actually has been in real estate for 40 years, so he manages real estate for us. Oh, so he's, so he's your manager. Okay, yep. so you're buying yep. homes. And, where do you buy homes at? Uh, Florida, South Florida. It's where I, I own rental property now, and uh, that's where I'll – at, at the moment, maybe not in South Florida, but somewhere in Florida will be my next purchases as well. Okay. Like $300,000 homes. Uh, don't think of it as homes. Think of it as more as units. So, you know, like oh, so you're uh, complexes, well, four units okay. uh, at the moment, I haven't gone beyond residential. So, you know, four units is the most that we have right now. So these are in good solid areas, but it's all about cash flow. So they're more than 300 grand. Then they're probably like what? 700. In South Florida, it's, you know, at the height, it was probably seven, 800, but it still hasn't come back to the height. I don't know what the value of it is right now, but it's probably probably five, 600,000 for four units. Where are you doing them. loans on those? Or are you doing cash? No, no, no. Loans. Yeah. So doing loans. Loan and then the cash yep. flow through. Yep. What percentage yep. do you like to see your cash flow to loan ratio? Uh, ask me that question differently. I don't totally know. So what you mean. basically, uh, you mean like, I want 10% rents based on the purchase price kind of thing. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like if I'm going to have $400,000, do I want $200,000 cash in the house and then $200,000 in loans? Like a 50 50 is usually the case, but no, it's less than that. I I'm, I'm happy at 25% down 30% down. Uh, It all, it all really depends on the cash flow of the units. That's the real key. And of course with the interest rates that we have right now, you can cash flow pretty well on the units. So, so I'm, in the past, I was I was worried about equity, um, but when real estate dropped sixty percent in South Florida, there was no equity to worry about. It was all gone. Like everything I thought I had disappeared, like <laughs> like it never existed. Right. So right. now I I don't think about that anymore. I think instead about cash flow, and okay. as long as it cash flows, the equity will always take care of itself. It'll yeah. it'll it'll pay itself off eventually. Ten right. years, fifteen years, whatever. That's right. the goal for us. So then, have you ever played cash flow? No, I've never played that game. Oh, it's so good. You, you need it? to. Maybe we'll play yeah. it. Maybe we'll play it while we're while we're smoking cigars at the next event. I'd love to, man. I can't I'll, wait to see you, buddy. I'll br- I'll bring it in. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, this has been great. So, how do they how do they write a book? How do they find you? What's the easiest way? And then we'll go behind the scenes. Yeah, I'd probably say um, reach out on social media to me, or you can. I'll just give you my email address as well. Rob at bestsellerpublishing.org.org. Uh, just reach out to me, say that you, you're a friend of Trey's or, or whatever. And, 
Uh, I have author development coaches and sales guys that do the sales calls, but anytime somebody's referred like directly to me, I, I talk to them myself. And I actually have a call right now. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, you got to go. I do. I do. All right. I love you, buddy. I, I you mean the world to me, man. You're 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 like a brother to me. I, I respect Absolutely. you. Appreciate you so much. Absolutely. See, you, man. See, you, buddy. Bye.